Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. Great Redeemer, God of grace. All right, everybody, welcome back to Unscripted from my studios in Old Hilliard. And uh, let me just go jump right in. My guest today released his first album, which featured the song I Surrender All in 1994. Uh, he became known for singles such as I Surrender All, Midnight Cry, He Walked a Mile, Saving the World, and I Will Follow Christ. He won the Dove Award for New Artist of the Year at the 25th GMA Dove Awards in 1994. Nine songs from his first four albums became number one singles. And during this period, his He Walked a Mile won the 1997 CCM Adult Contemporary Song of the Year. In 1999, his song, I Will Follow Christ, won the Dove Award for Inspirational Song of the Year. Clay served as a worship pastor under head pastor Dana Key. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> of the Christian rock group, DeGarmo and Key. And uh, I'll just turn it over to you. Clay, welcome to Unscripted. Man, Aaron, I appreciate you having me on the show today. And you know everything you just read. It still astounds me yeah. that it ever, that all that ever happened, but I know that it did. I've got to right. <laughs> prove it. Um, yeah. But the good memories, and uh, it's it's pretty wild. That was a, that was a, that was quite a season of my life for me and Renee, and um, it's amazing. So just having you just list it there verbatim, I was like. <sighs> That all really happened. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And you should be proud of it. And and what I, I think I'm even more proud of, uh, as I've read and, and read your book, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, just followed you. It's it's um, how how life has happened. And so we talked a little bit offline. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting how the very first song that really, I, I at least I was familiar with, I think a lot of people became familiar with, was I Surrender All. And the lyrics of that song... Um, uh, so that's my first question for you. And everybody, in case I didn't say it, it's Clay Cross, everybody. And today's Thursday. So this is a TBT, <laughs> depending on when you're hearing it. I don't know, but it's a throwback Thursday. And I'm yeah. talking to Clay Cross, which is pretty awesome. So, all right. My first question for you, did you know, um, did you even think, you just talked about the, you know, we talked about the accolades. Um, when you sang that song in 1994, did you have any idea that it would somehow play out almost in your life looking down the road? I didn't, you know, and I could see the impact that it had anytime I sang it Mm -hmm. in a different way than other songs that I was singing. Uh, So I knew there was something powerful about it and special about it, but for real in my life personally, 
It's something that I was singing and God was calling me to live out. Um, And it took, it took a few years, honestly, for it to just, as they say, to take in my life um, in a real way. But I'm super thankful that, that he kept after me, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I was thinking that day, man, I don't deserve Jesus, but he just, uh, he, he won't leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And that's a good, that's a good problem to have. Right. I mean, it's on me. He just loves me too much. And it's, uh, so, uh, I'm just, I'm just grateful, you know, and to be able to declare that. Yeah. Anything good. We're going to talk about today, man. Anything good is because of him. Wow. Yeah. Right. right. So in the lyrics themselves, um, when I just I, I thought about the story that I know of you. And again, um, on my desk is a copy of a book called I Surrender All that you wrote in uh, 2009. Is that right? Was it 2009, 2007? Um, it was a little after that. I feel like it was. Um, I don't know the exact date, but it was it was after my recommitment to Christ that took place in 1998. So it would have had to been after that. I think it was early 2000s. It's a fantastic book. And that's where I was already familiar with your music. And then I became familiar with your story. Um, and, and, uh, and, and even more so now in studying that, but, um, I have to read this because for anyone that has not heard this song, listen to these lyrics. It says, I have wrestled in the darkness of this lonely pilgrim land, raising strong and mighty fortresses that I alone command. But these castles I've constructed by the strength of my own hand are just temporary kingdoms on foundations made of sand. In the middle of the battle, I believe I've finally found I'll never know the thrill of victory till I'm willing to lay down all my weapons of defense and earthly strategies of war. So I'm laying down my arms and running helplessly to yours. Amazing. Well, I was written by a friend of mine, Reggie Ham, along with uh, co-writer David Moffat. And, um, they wrote a powerful one. I mean, right. and I, I don't want to misuse a word, but just an anointed piece. Right. And I, it applies to my life. And the second verse goes on to talk about, you know, um, looking at things of this world and right. accomplish and, um, labels that we get or try to achieve for ourselves, and laying all that down, you know, mm-hmm. the source of my mission is the treasure I attain. Right. You know, that, that shouldn't be it. You know, yeah. there's more. So, uh, the Lord showed me that over the years in the midst of all those years, I was singing that song. Right. He showed it personally in my life. And that's what I was so, so interested in is, uh, and I didn't even get to the second verse. Uh, you mentioned it already. It, um, knowing what I've known and, and, uh, and then in my own life, I think that's why that attached to people so closely was because of, we can all, we've all been there. You know, we've, we've chased our own dreams and it's not until we lay them down, you know, and I think that's why that song hits so personally for so many people. No doubt. I mean, you can, you can chase this world you can chase um, the things that people think are success. And um, you come to a place where you realize none of it defines me. None of it adds up to to everything that I need to be and um, what I need to be as a child of God. What I need to be is is his servant and um, truly surrender to him and everything that I'm doing. So it, it's a challenging song for one thing. I mean, it, it, 
it always did as the words were coming out of my mouth would, would challenge me, um, to, to try to live, you know, it was, uh, but, uh, again, very thankful. And your journey started at FedEx, correct? <laughs> well, I worked for Federal Express for six years, uh, mm-hmm. prior to getting the record deal and going into music. So I'm thankful for that job that I had. It put food on the table for me and Renee in our early years of marriage and a transfer to Nashville with Federal Express and was able to get a record contract and record that first CD with that one on there. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was still working at FedEx the whole time because you're not exactly getting paid until you're actually out there on the road right. doing it. So I had to continue to pay bills. So and the record company released the single even before I went on the road. So get this, that song went to number one on the CCM charts. And I got the news of it in my FedEx uniform in my van. Still, still driving my route because I hadn't, I mean, I put in my notice for when I was going to leave, but it, it hadn't happened yet. Is that right? <laughs> so, Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, in your in your wildest dreams, did you ever think that that would be, that would happen? Oh, no. I mean, growing up in Memphis, Tennessee, you know, I sang anywhere that I could, I started to really believe that I, that I had that ability, but I was aware of the odds of, of getting a break and, you know, becoming a known artist. And I, but I was going to try, I was going to give it my best. Mm-hmm. And a few roads, you know, before the, the record deal with reunion records um, were closed for me. It didn't, things didn't work out. So I started to wonder, will it, you know, I kind of conceded that it might not, and that I might just work for Fed, continue to work for FedEx. He knows a good company to work for, um, or go into some other something else. You know, I had my eye on possibly going into broadcasting, wanted to potentially be a sports broadcaster because mm-hmm. uh, I like sports so much, like to talk about it. So I fancied myself being able to be one of those guys on ESPN or whatever. That's a, that's a big that's a big dream in itself because that's highly competitive as well. But more than that, I like to sing. I really mm-hmm. do. And uh, that's, uh, that's where God opened up the doors for me. Well, and you're, you know, I think you, you found the right path or God at least moved you to the right path for the right reasons, because there's so many songs. I mentioned a few uh, right off the top. Um, you know, he walked a mile saving the world. I will follow Christ. Um, huge, huge hits to a lot of people that, you know, so many people, and especially I think right at that, did you, do you feel like you hit the scene right when, and I think there's a documentary out about this right now, but um, do you feel like you hit that scene right at that sweet spot of when, you know, CCM music was really just exploding with a lot of great talented artists? I do. I mean, you know, I grew up, listening to some of the pioneers in Christian music from Larry Norman to second chapter, Keith green. Um, but when I came on, it had really grown in popularity and nationwide, you know, uh, fan base. And yes, I mean, the nineties were, were great. You know, when you think about, um, some of the big successes of Amy or Michael or jars of clay or, you know, point of grace for him. Um, Stephen Curtis, it, there was some, some, some big time artists going on. And I got to 
rough shoulders with all of those people at one time or another, you know, whether it be on multi-artist tours or industry events, you know, and we certainly played on the same radio stations that they were played on. So, um, pretty amazing still to think about. Yeah. Yeah. So through your journey, um, your uh, faith and, and those things, I think you touched on this for a minute. It was challenged and uh, uh, you had to um, make some decisions and some hard conversations and things like that. Can you just touch on that, that just that little season of your, not little, it's obviously a massive season of your life and your walk, but can you just kind of touch on where God took you from those early days that we were talking about when everything's just booming to, you know, the challenges that we all go through. Cause those are the seasons, uh, you know, that we all walk through. Yeah. It was about four years into the, what I would call the, the really successful years, um, where, um, something happened to my singing voice and we, we still don't know what it was, but I lost a bit of confidence singing and, um, was just having a hard time singing. Like I was used to singing. I mm-hmm. could, I could get through a song, but it didn't quite have that power or control that it had. And we didn't know what was going on. So I went to see some vocal specialists, you know, the Vanderbilt voice center in Nashville where they medically look at, is something wrong in there? And they didn't find anything. So I was glad that they didn't find anything, but I was still confused as to why I was having a hard time singing. So I went to see a vocal coach and this man's name is uh, Chris Beatty. He calls himself the vocal coach, as he should, because he's very good at it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he started working with me and but but more than just in the singing, he challenged me as a Christian man. You know, he 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 really um, mentored me and he knew that I was going through something and that I was scared and I was struggling. And he he really got me on a on a deeper level of getting into God's word like I never had, um, praying like I never had. He was a longtime believer and, and leading Renee in a different way than I ever had. And he started getting in there on a deep level, and I was just very convicted because I knew I'm not doing these things. I'm not I'm singing songs about a faith in Christ but not exactly living it out. And there were certainly issues in my life and areas that I can directly point to to say, well, there's evidence that you were serving yourself, that you were self-centered, that you were chasing your career more than trying to look at it as a ministry. And one of the specific areas that, you know, we I've talked about over the years and share with others was um, the issue of pornography. And it was something that um, had surfaced in my life during those years. And I knew that it didn't belong, but it came to a point where I realized this is really going to destroy me mm. if I just continue to be casual about it. Mm-hmm. So um, I confessed this to Renee and, you know, it was a, it was a challenging season for me to confess that to her and her to realize because really there was no <clears throat> indicators. That there was anything wrong with our marriage at all. You know, I was crazy about her. Um, but that issue was in my life and she walked with me through it. You know, she forgave me over, uh, over time. 
but really that that was the turning point in my life of recommitting my life to Christ to say, okay, here's real evidence that I'm incredibly selfish mm-hmm. and that I'm self-centered and I want to be different. I want to be a different kind of husband to her, different father to my children. I want to sing these songs and be able to stand behind them, you know, wow. be able to stand behind them with my life. Right. <clears throat> so things began to change for me. You know, in my live appearances, I began to share more and felt felt a real comfort and a real peace to just tell the whole world what I just told you. Yeah. And doors began to open for me to go share at men's events or for me and Renee to go share at marriage events. And it really, uh, it changed everything. You know, my career in Christian music um, began to taper off over the years and I began to serve more locally. Local churches in Memphis, like the one you talked about with Dana Key. Dana Key, yeah. And after that, when I served at a church, uh, Faith Baptist had an Arlington, Tennessee campus where I served with uh, Pastor Brian Carlisle. And for the past nine years, I've been here at First Baptist Church, Bentonville, Arkansas, Senior Pastor Chris Dixon. And um, this is what God's called me to. It's almost like He was preparing me all those years to go into local ministry. So, um, that's a really quick synopsis of yeah. what happened in 98, but it was a recommitment to Christ. It truly was. And um, I'm thankful for those years. I'm thankful for, for what God showed me, how he protected me and Renee, right. because we could be having a very different conversation right now. In fact, we wouldn't be having a conversation because I don't know where I would be or uh, yeah, I wouldn't be in a place to be talking to you about, about all this. Had all that not happened, and God protected me and turned the direction of my life in that in that really pivotal time for me. And Renee standing by me, just being a rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could have gone very differently if I'll say this: if I had been casual about that issue in my life and just continued to kind of sweep it under the rug and say this is no big deal. Um, like a lot of men say, a lot of men and women that are um, addicted to pornography would say, it's not really a big deal. I'm not really doing anything or acting out. It's just uh, a fantasy. Uh, had I been that casual about it, um, I would have been destroyed and we mm-hmm. would have been destroyed. I wouldn't be sitting here at all with a place in local ministry or um, with my marriage intact. So many things would have been different, you right. know, and right. what happened since I've moved here to Bentonville, Arkansas two of my daughters meeting their husbands here um, who I love dearly. I love my, my sons-in-law and uh, now we have a grandbaby through that. So I'm imagining not, she wouldn't exist. My little granddaughter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a lot. To, <laughs> yeah. That's, well, I, that's, it's about reverse engineering and you look backwards. Okay. How can we, <laughs> you know, how did this come about? Um, it wouldn't have happened. Right. Apart from God's grace. Incredible. Incre- and it goes back to, again, I go back to the song again. If sacrifice requires that all my kingdoms fall, I surrender all. And essentially that's what happened in your life. You had to surrender, you know, uh, and that's yeah. why I just found that so interesting that your, your first hit on the scene has so much defined 
so much of your story, I believe. And that's why I just, I don't know. I just, the more I listened and, and uh, reflected and, you know, got ready for today, I'm just like, man, that if, if sacrifice requires that all my kingdoms fall, I surrender all. And you had to give up a lot of your kingdoms. You know, you had to surrender quite a bit and thank God you did for the reasons you just said. And the second thing I would say is thank God for our brides. Um, oh. uh, you know, incredible. And uh, your honoring of her, uh, I know that's, I appreciate that. And again, I want to mention it. The book is I Surrender All, um, very well written. And because here's an important thing. I think what you said is, um, you know, we could, you could probably substitute the word pornography for any other thing. There's a lot of other things that the guys, so if you listen to this, and you're like, I ain't got a problem. no there's probably another problem, you know what I mean? And, and uh, there's probably another addiction. There's probably another thing that's currently, and if you listen to this and you know what it is, then um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but uh, you got to deal with it. And, and so that you can have the joy that, that Clay just mentioned and, and have the, the um, experience, what he's been able to experience because of the tough, we got to go through that tough sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, we have a loving father and he, he walks with us through those seasons. Um, and anybody I talk to any, any follower of Christ that I talk to says their greatest years of growth were, were in some years of challenge. Absolutely. It's not, not necessarily in the mountaintop seasons, yeah. um, but it's more where you're in a low place and you truly have to look up and say, Lord, I kind of thought I had this figured out. I kind of thought I could just make a good life for myself and I've crowded you out. Mm. And, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I want to recommit. I want to surrender to you again. Yeah. That's my for anybody watching this, anybody listening to this, because we can allow the cares of this world uh, to, to crowd him out. And Absolutely. it's a bad thing. <clears throat> so funny. It's almost like we practice this and we did not. <laughs> it is unscripted. Uh, the very next note that I had uh, throw back even farther. We're once, I want to talk about midnight cry because I know a lot of people that's their, uh, that's their song. And uh, that one, you know, um, you know, we had a tough week this week as a country, um, a really hard, hard week. And uh, I, I was listening again to midnight cry and, and I, you know, it said, I look all around me and the prophecies fulfilling and the signs and times they're appearing yeah. everywhere. I can almost hear the father as he says, son, go get my children at the midnight cry. The bride of Christ shall rise. Um, you know, I, I know every generation thinks it's, it's, we're getting close, you know, we're getting close as he's coming soon. And, but boy, uh, those, those words uh, sent chills up my spine because man, you know, I mean, just we could listen to a million things right now that's going on in the country and in the world. And uh, it's it's uh, it's tough. And you can almost hear the father say, go get my children. You know, um, what do you think about that in terms of how how midnight cry is still so appropriate to this day? Well, you're right. Every generation has thought we're close. Right. Imagine uh, the generation of World War Two. Right. Thinking that we're right. We're right on the edge. Um, but today, currently. Um, we just see indicator after indicator that it's closer than it's ever been, as the song says, as the right. scripture um, And we should we should live our lives with the understanding that Jesus is going to return. Mm-hmm. And I was reading in His Word just just yesterday that, and we should live it in a way that like we're like we're every day we're, we're kind of ready. 
like right. we are. He won't catch us by surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously in that moment, yeah, like nothing anyone's ever seen. But yeah. still, as a follower of his, to have that have that heart of um, it could be today, and mm-hmm. I want to be about your business. Um, how can I be your hands and feet as you call us to be mm-hmm. in every moment? with whoever I'm having a conversation with or whoever I'm dealing with. Um, let me be like you, yeah. you know, let me speak to them in a way you would want me to. Yeah. Um, I've taken a lot of your time and I've appreciated your time. You, you, uh, you were so generous coming on. I, I got one more thing for you. This is, this is a little surprise. So uh, I'm going to read these and uh, I'm going to see if you, if you remember who this was, um, all right. This this is uh, this is my thank you to you. So, but let's see if you remember who this was. Seasons change and days go by. People come and people go. Though our paths lead us apart, they will meet one day. I know. For I owe you so much, dear friend, and all those treasured times. For you've made me a richer man, having you in my life. Do you remember who that was? <laughs> I don't think I do. It was your first worship job, DeGarmo and Key, my friend, DeGarmo and Key. Uh, it's one oh. of my most treasured songs. Oh, well, Dana was truly a Bible teacher. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, he could play guitar like nobody mm-hmm. and great songwriter. And clearly DeGarmo and Key traveled all over this country and saw so many people uh, give their lives to Christ. But deep down, that man was a Bible teacher mm-hmm. and he, he planted that church in Memphis. And I was... Um, grateful to be able to be his worship pastor for a few years and just sit under his teaching and um, enjoyed so much. Renee and I would, would tell anyone those were, those were really rich years of our life because it, it was after the, the CCM thing kind of tapered down and I was being called into local ministry and wasn't the easiest thing in the world to go through that transition, but um, Dana made it great. And that church was called TLC, the love of Christ. And it was just kind of a more, yeah, it was just, for the time, you know, more casual dressed and, you know, you sit there and listen to Bible teaching and drink your coffee. And <laughs> I don't know, it sounds like a normal thing now because it's ahead of his time. Back then it was just kind of different. And mm-hmm. uh, the band that I played with there was comprised of these college students who were really good. And it was just like, oh, this is cool. Um, but enjoyed it so much, you know, and, um, you know, Dana passed on a few years ago, went to be with the Lord. Um, but I'm, I'm thankful for those years with him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They had fantastic uh, music. And that one has always been one of my favorites. I've, I've quoted that to a lot of different friends and I'm going to quote it to you. Um, you know, my, my, my day, my, my day is richer and my life is richer today. Um, having spent time with you and I, I can't thank you enough for your music, for your book, and your transparency and uh, the brokenness that you shared in that book uh, for those of us that, that need to address some things. Um, thank you for your ministry now. And thank you for giving me a little bit of time on this, uh, this crazy podcast. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Well, man, I appreciate you having me on. I want to encourage you as you, as you do this with everything you do to um, just continue to, to shine a light for Christ. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. We will be in touch. And uh, I actually have a good friend who lives in Arkansas. So next time I'm out there, I'm going I'm to dial it up. I'm going to come worship with you. Do it. All right. <laughs> love that. All right. I'll put you on stage. 
No, no, that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> Thanks so much. God bless you, Clay. All right, Aaron. Take care. Awesome. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.